0: Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode three hundred and forty-one. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Hello, and Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got a few things to get to today. Uh, we're going to start with the NBA.
1: Yeah, let's start with uh, FIBA, FIBA World Cup, the international tournament there. Uh, the U.S. lost multiple times during this tournament. I don't remember if the last time we covered it. Uh, they lost to... Uh, Serbia.
0: Oh, no, Lithuania? Uh, before Lithuania.
1: Lithuania in the pool play. Um, but it actually probably ended up helping them in that they got an easier matchup in the quarterfinals. Uh, but then they ended up lo- losing to... Germany in the semifinals and had to play in the bronze game where they then lost to Canada So they didn't even medal in the tournament and yeah big disappointment for Canada as well that they lost to Serbia in the semifinal Because Canada had been the dominant team of the tournament, but uh, yeah ended up having a Germany Serbia final with, with uh, Germany uh, Getting the win there. So that's that's good for them and Serbia getting a silver without Nikola Jokic is pretty impressive as well uh, But yeah, the the big story is the US didn't even place uh, just didn't look very impressive. It looked like a poorly constructed team. And there's a, a, lot, a lot of concern there. I watched the second half of the Germany game, and it just, the, the defense was not there for the United States. If you look at the box scores of uh, all the games, most of them were like 90 to 80 type final scores. Every U.S. game was like 110, 100 around there. Yeah. There uh, so their defense was just not there no for the U.S. Uh, and that's, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is the Defensive Player of the Year. All, he was on the team, and he couldn't guard anyone. Also,
0: like. there was no, uh, there's, it's actually kind of funny that there was no defense in the USA because a lot of people argue there's no defense in today's NBA at all anyway. So, well, there is a lot of, you know, more high-scoring games than normal, so, uh. Kind of, you know, that's just how these young guys play. They play fast and they shoot a lot of threes and it leads to more possessions for other teams also. And then you're lazy on defense. And I'm sure they also went into this tournament thinking they were going to win it easily. And you sometimes forget. And I know, uh, yeah, so they definitely got, they woken up. And I don't know if we, and you know, we mentioned too that uh, they didn't even get the bronze medal. So they got no medals. So the fact that not only did they not come out of this winning the World Cup, they weren't even a runner up, they weren't even a third place finish. If this was the Olympics, it's not even a bronze finish. That is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I know you know, they say when these big teams are supposed to go for the gold medal and they're the big favorites and then they're in the bronze medal game, they just don't bring it, you know, because it's like they
1: don't care as much. It was a, a hard fought game. Uh, Bridges had an, a miracle play to tie the game and then they ended up losing in overtime. So I think they did give it their all in some sense. The, the other thing that happened though was like Brandon that, Ingram was on the team. He would left because he didn't have a role. Uh, that's kind of the problem trying to build these teams is, like, everyone is, like, the best player on their team. So you had Anthony Edwards and Brandon Ingram kind of being the same guy, and they went with Edwards, and Ingram was <clears> like, what do I do?
0: They're the best player on, you know, an 8-9 seed type team in the NBA, yeah. too. So it's like, yeah, they're, you know, they're not even our best of the best.
1: Yeah. So in response to this, uh, LeBron said he is committed to playing next year in Paris. Um, and he's going to make sure a lot of the other big stars that are that are aging are going to play too. So like Curry, Durant, and Anthony Davis. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all those guys are prone to get hurt. So will they even be there? Um, I know LeBron just wants a free trip to Paris to go wine tasting because that's more his uh, thing than, than winning. <laughs> uh, no, that's a joke. Sorry, LeBron. Uh, but uh, what does that mean for the future after all this is said and done? Because uh, the U.S. has a has a problem with under thirty talent. Um, I was, I think, I, I don't know if I even told you this, but I was, yeah, was going through. We were talking about it last night. Um, but yeah, I was going through some of the guys that were um, <clears throat> like really young, and I was like, "Okay, oh, Shaden Sharp here. Okay, there's a nice young player, <laughs> Canadian." And I'm like, "Fuck, like really have nothing." Yeah, like, we were Chet Holmgren like, is is one of the better young guys, and we got Tatum. Uh, maybe uh, Scoot Henderson will be great, but yeah, Tatum is probably the best under thirty American.
0: And what is Tatum now, like 26? 25, 26, 20, yeah. And Jalen Brown, I believe, is under 30, which, you know, he's the, like, the highest paid player in the NBA or second highest now. I forget who, if someone passed him.
1: Uh, I, I think feel like Davis, someone passed Davis him right a, after. Yeah, Davis yeah. passed him right
0: away. And, uh, and then Andy and I were also talking that it is kind of interesting to see about the future for the USA team because we were talking about that the three best players in the NBA under 30 years old are uh, – you know, Giannis, Doncic, and Jokic. Not in any order there, too. I mean, I I think it would be tough to even say who. I mean, I would think you could have to say right well, now Jokic it, is the best. And if the three. you're
1: going to go even further, where's Shea on that list? Another yeah, Well, yeah. Top five, a, a, probably. A North American, but not, not a United no, def- States American. No,
0: definitely top five. He had 31 points in that uh, yeah. USA game. He was the best player in the tournament. So, oh, 100%. Uh, Canada, I thought Canada was going to win that tournament. Although. And I think I mentioned that, that they were a good
1: The, the irony of the best player in that game was yeah. Dylan Brooks going s- – he shot seven of eight from three. I think he shot over fifty percent from three during the whole tournament. Um, this was a guy who couldn't hit a shot the entire season. Shot like thirty percent from three and uh, just humiliated himself. Where people were questioning where, whether he was even going to get another contract. Yeah, they were the making day. fun of
0: him, saying he was going to play in China. Yeah, but I mean, he ended up
1: getting twenty million a year from Houston and and a, a bronze finish here. So, uh, yeah, good for him. But yeah, and then uh, we got some
0: other uh, some news. Speaking of some young guys in Houston,
1: yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about a professional athlete uh, beating up his girlfriend uh, twice today. Isn't that fun, guys? <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, so this is actually the more recent one. Uh, just broke yesterday. Uh, the Houston Rockets Kevin Porter Jr. has been arrested in New York City. Uh, it sounds ugly that like he really injured uh, his girlfriend, who was a a former WNBA player, um, and just like was immediately arrested. And like said, she was she was bleeding and she had to run out of the hotel that they were in in order to escape and she's like this is this is really awful shit um and this Kevin Porter Jr has been a problem uh he got traded from Cleveland who drafted him in his rookie season because he was just like too much of an asshole on the team like let's get this guy out of here um yeah this is this is bad shit it sounds like you should go to jail um but it's hard that doesn't seem to happen uh, miles bridges from a couple summers ago that never went anywhere. He's going to be back in the league this year and playing. It just, but with this, it just sounds like he was arrested immediately. And there's so much evidence already that it's like he's, he's going to jail. Like I don't know what, how else you can let this go. Um, but yeah, just a shitty thing. Um, I don't know if I want to say any more about it because we'll we'll get to this subject again soon. Yeah, definitely.
0: So uh, Um, let's see, what's this uh, anti-rest rule now?
1: Yes, the NBA is considering some new rules for the next season, including uh, rules about resting players, because the NBA is getting sick of it. It's really hurting... It's hurting the fan experience. There's all stories of people saying, I saved all this money. I went to go see the team, and Jimmy Butler's resting, or Kawhi Butler's resting. Know, there was a game like Butler's that, I
0: think, like this year or something, where it was, there time. was two... I forget what it was, but it was two teams that were playing each other. It was two big star teams, and they're, both their star players were out due to just rest.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is then the uh, the TV partners. That's, that's the most important thing, is TNT doesn't want to see that shit. That someone, oh, I'm going to go watch the good game... Oh, Curry's resting tonight? Um I'll just turn this off now. They don't want that shit. They want instead they see Jordan Poole jacking
0: up twenty threes against you
1: know whoever. So yeah, they're they're trying to put in some rules here about you just can't rest guys. They said there's there'll be an exemption for people over thirty five. Uh, on back to backs, which people were joking. You're almost how going to the senior how home at 35. Is LeBron? Oh, he's, he's okay. So this applies to LeBron. So yeah, it makes me uh, I one think guy. there was, like eight guys this would apply to. Curry's like Curry over 35, LeBron, right? Or at least 30.
0: Yeah. Well, what is Curry? Curry probably is actually exactly 35. I think he is exactly 35. That's why. Yeah. No, it, it's the whole. Um, it's There's still a secret society group in this NBA. I mean, you got also, Curry, you got Paul, you got Durant
1: is probably around that age. Yeah. Um, and you can't rest two players at once. So like that was the San Antonio thing back in the day. Was that he'd go, fuck it, Duncan Ginobili Parker, you're all <laughs> off. And then it would be on a national TV and
0: He's the one that kinda started it, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah,
1: did and David Stern, I think, or maybe it was it was Silver at that point, like went after him saying, like, this is you can't do this, this is bad for our league. Yeah, Popovich, um, he's a
0: he's a genius. That's why I always say he look, it's it's no coincidence that he looks like the the evil guy in the movie Saw. Because he he is a mad genius, a mad man. He's a sick person.
1: <laughs> what play a game? It's yeah. called basketball. You have to make 10 threes in order to win this game, but I'm not going to start my starters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this is this isn't passed or anything, so we'll see how this goes. You could see this being gamed, put um, pretty easily. Um, that the NBA will have to investigate injuries. You just say, hey, this guy his ankle isn't feeling good today, um, and then yeah, the thing with like Kawhi is Kawhi has a legitimate syndrome that makes it so his. Knee doesn't hold up over time, and he needs to not play that much. And that is a thing. And that was a, it's a better thing the entire time since he came back from that injury. And it's not like he's just a pussy who doesn't want to play. He's got this. So I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do with someone like him um, versus anyone else. But it seems to be like, well, this is the intent is to get Kawhi to play more games. But, like, he'll play less games because he'll just die. He'll just <laughs> die on the court, and then you'll never have him again. So... Um, if, if I thought he was faking it and him and Paul George were faking it, then I'd be all for these rules. But, um, I don't think that's the case, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes or if this is even going to, you know, will the Supreme court allow this, I don't know if that matters at all, but there'll probably be some challenges to it.
0: All righty. Very good. Should we talk about some baseball? This is going to go into our second domestic violence that has happened in the last like 15 days.
1: Yeah, this one's uh, from a little while ago because we didn't have a, a normal episode, so we didn't cover it.
0: But it uh, is Andy's favorite team, so it means a lot to him because it does. It does affect the, the
1: you know what could happen in the playoffs
0: just because yeah. the depth of pitching.
1: So uh, Julio Urias, the Dodgers' starting pitcher, uh, he was also arrested for domestic violence. How um, many
0: times though? Now was this
1: Andy? So this is his, his second offense. The first one, the Chargers ended up being dropped. MLB still suspended him for 20 games um,
0: yeah, I gotta say something really quick sorry because when you say like the, you know the first time it got dropped but then there's a second one this makes me feel like like a DUI situation where it's like you get a wet and reckless which I got you know back when in my early 20s m- many moons ago and I've you know never had anything like that happen since because I learned from the first mistake and then it's like They always said that it's just a wet and reckless, so it doesn't count as a first DUI. But if you get a second DUI, that first one evolves into a first DUI, and then you actually do have two. And I feel like a situation like this should be in the same thing, because it's like you got domestic violence, you got dropped, but then it happened again. So now it's like, you know what, maybe that first time there really was some domestic violence, just maybe some... Hands were shaken. Some money was drawn.
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go into into that. I think it's more of a first time offense. Did you uh, change money during your your whole situation?
0: Yeah, I got a lawyer. Got me down. I guess
1: that is that is the legal bribery in our justice (laughs) uh,
0: system. Also, I got to really say, same woman or no?
1: Yes, it is is permanent or not permanent? Let's let's hope not. The current girlfriend for his LA girlfriend. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, she basically didn't press charges during the first incident, which is very common. You've seen that a lot. Oh, no, no,
0: it is because maybe it is like a whole, you know, I love you. And then, I mean, and that was what, a few years ago at least. So, I mean, yeah, I think it time
1: goes by like, and then, you 2018 know. 2018 even. Um, and yeah, and, and, and since again. then, like I, I said to Tony, it, it is sad as a Dodgers fan in that he was the guy who closed out the World Series. So, like, you, I, he can't be forgotten um, unless the Dodgers win like three more World Series right now. But... Uh, it just, so that'll always be there. And it was kind of a heroic performance because he, he battled back from injuries. He wasn't in the rotation there, uh, and just comes in and closes out the game. Starting pitcher comes in for the last three innings of the world series and closes it out. Uh, never even a doubt. And it's like, that's, that was a great moment. Uh, You know, the best moment of my Dodger fandom right there, uh, involves a guy who's who's just shitty. Like you said, when you get, get that chance, when they say, we're not going to go forward with this. We're going to give you a second chance, and you fuck it up as bad. Uh, it's, that's even worse. Um, and it happened at what should be a joyous night. Do you, you know this whole story here? Uh, so I saw the morning this broke, I saw in the morning a uh, little thing going around the internet, a piece of paper of the invited guests at the LAFC uh, Miami game oh. uh, for, for uh, Messi. And, and the joke was one of the one of the guests just said Rage Against the Machine, while his, like other people had like individual band ne- members in there, they're just like, no, ah, the whole band's allowed, I guess. Uh, and Julio Arias was on the list there, uh, and it's like, oh, okay, uh, he did this is in he, the parking lot is he after like, the game.
0: Oh, he beat her up in the parking lot after yeah. the game. Oh
1: shit! So there's plenty of witnesses and everything. So Phone like, videos they haven't leaked somehow. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think that's when, in the first incident. It was, was it because he an was high witness. Was he
0: cheering for LAFC and was upset? <laughs> No that Miami won that game three two. There was a lot of celebrities at that game. There yeah, was,
1: they, there was the there was a big one. I liked it said Jason Sudeikis. I was like, oh, just because he's in a soccer TV show. No, there was the, the De- big
0: thing that they showed was uh, it was uh, Selena Gomez and Tyga were sitting like close to each other. I think she was like in the row right behind him, and there was an instant where Messi went on the break and. You see like both their faces like, oh my God, he was like one-on-one with the goalie, but the LAFC goalie made a a great save and blocked it. And then all their faces light up even more because they're like, oh my God, like this guy just saved Messi. But what's crazy is watching Messi because those celebrities, I watched in some clips, Owen Wilson was one of them where he had his whole family there. And you know, you're like a godly celebrity when you're seeing, like when these celebrities are starstruck by someone else. And that's what all these people were. They were all starstruck by Lionel Messi. And it's like, this guy's not even, he's only been in America for like a couple months. And it's like, they were looking like, like it's kind of cool to actually see, to actually like, you know, see some celebrities actually be like, oh my God, I want your autograph. Because that was the whole thing is, uh, Owen Wilson got his kids there and they were all like getting them autographs for a Messi. And he's like, you know, Messi handshaked him because I'm sure Messi's seen Wedding Crashers. You know, he's... <laughs> He's got to you know, watch some sort of American films. I'm a big Tenenbaums guy. <clears throat>
1: like, oh, okay.
0: But it is funny. That's another thing, though, to say is like when he comes to America, it's like, who does he know right away? Like, does he know who Will Ferrell is? Does he know who Justin Bieber is? I mean, like, it yeah, makes no. you wonder.
1: Yeah, Will Ferrell is a, a co-owner. So he was uh, one oh, of the reasons
0: of, he was in, there. Oh, of LAFC, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's one of the reasons he's there. I mean, he, Will Ferrell seems to love LA sports. Uh-huh. Lakers games, Kings games. I, don't
0: know. I think Kings and El- Kings is definitely his favorite. He
1: probably would be an Angels fan, but uh, you just want and don't admit that now. Yeah, there's um, a, yeah. But yeah, to close out this Urias subject, uh, it it's a terrible thing, but I'm going to talk about the baseball side of it now, which is, you know, sometimes seems inappropriate, but uh, the Dodgers don't have a great rotation right now and this seemingly would hurt, except for the fact that Urias has not been effective at all this season. Um, and I feel like the Dodgers were going to let him go anyways. Uh, now it's definitely gone. Like there was a story today about they, they took his locker down. Um, Dave Roberts said like, yeah, he's not coming back. Like, so, um, I don't know what that means for the Dodgers chances. if If it even makes a difference, uh, but the Dodgers are very good still, but they have a big hole at pitching. So I don't know if anything really changed actually that he wasn't very good and now, Whoever's going to be replacing him is also not going to be very good. But uh, maybe Mookie Betts will hit four grand slams and they'll win. So that time will tell. But yeah. uh,
0: that can transition us perfectly into these uh, the standing updates. Uh, what is the greatest and latest in the standings?
1: Yeah, the AL East is just the, the same. The
0: AL East has stayed the same for the last, like, 100 days, I feel like. The yeah. Orioles have been three games ahead of the Rays, I swear to God, for the last three times we've talked about this, with Toronto being – I love it. And uh, everybody's still being at 500 or better. That was the thing we talked about is the Yankees are now back to 500. But uh, not looking good to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. The, tw- the Twins are now 7.5 up. They're probably going to win that. And it's looking like 99.7% um, yeah. chance. Uh, the Rangers have had a really rough go. But now they, they've won three in a row. Maybe they're stabilizing things. Yeah, Seattle's- But they are not in first place anymore. And Seattle tied for we, a moment, we, but...
0: We hate to say it, but we have to mention, too, Houston's been getting hot, and it's also because Altuve, or at least they were hot. Altuve was really hot for a while. I see Houston's only 5-5 five and five in their last 10, but Altuve went on a stupid run for a little bit, where he had, like, five, what was it, four home runs and, like, five at-bats or something like that, or... It was something like that. He hit three in one game. And a cycle, somewhere in there, but... Uh, anyway... Got the Atlanta Braves in first place, still dominating ninety four and fifty. They've clinched whatever Z means. They've clinched
1: a playoff berth. They'll clinch the division by the end of this week, mostly. Yeah,
0: because they're all they're fifteen games up with what uh, eighteen to go. So uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get that Uh, Phillies Marlins second place. Well, I guess we can move on to central. We'll get to the wild card in a second. Uh, The Brewers in first place. They got close. I think the Cubs got about as close as about a game or a game and a half. Uh, Now the Cubs are three games back. The Reds. With some hope, seven games back, but uh, I don't know if they have to play the Brewers or Cubs, but they'll have to they'll have to sweep them if they want a, a chance at that division. And then Andy's LA Dodgers, 12 games ahead and first over Arizona, who have slowly but surely kind of made themselves live again to uh, get in the playoffs. As uh, we do get into the wild cards now, we got the Rays with the number one wild card spot, probably locked up nine games ahead of the second team, which is the Toronto Blue Jays. And then the third team, the Texas Rangers, and then this is where it gets exciting as the Seattle Mariners are only half a game back of the Rangers and a game back of the Blue Jays. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a fun finish between those three Mariners, Rangers, and and then the fact too that both those teams are less than three games behind at the division. So then Houston can dip into that mix. So it's going to be exciting race between those four teams over who's going to get the division and who's going to get the two wildcard spots. And then moving on to the NL Philadelphia Phillies plus three and a half games ahead in the wild card with the Chicago Cubs at plus two, only a game and a half behind the Phillies. And then the last team, like we talked about the Arizona diamondbacks have found themselves back up there. Uh, They trail the Cubs by two games for the two spot in the wild card and the Phillies three and a half games and the San Francisco giants and Miami Marlins, both a game and a half behind Arizona and the Cincinnati reds two games back. Uh, If I have to predict here, uh, I feel like the Giants or Marlins will pass Arizona. I think Cubs and Phillies will hang on, but uh, I, I just feel like the Reds just—it's going to be one of those things where it was—it was, it was a surprise season. It was close, but maybe they're a couple seasons away from actually being a legit contender.
1: Yeah, they don't have the pitching talent.
0: Fairly. No, they don't.
1: But uh, and I guess that
0: is what could help Arizona is that they do have an ace and Zach Gallen, but. Uh, yeah, it should that it'll be a great finish. Each team looks like they have roughly 17, 18 games left in their season. So um I look for these last last 3 weeks to be very uh very exciting for the those wild card finishes. But uh yeah, that's uh Actually, do we want to give a is there any uh no, we'll just stick with the standings. We'll give out the we'll talk about the final stats when it gets closer to see who's going to be your home run champs and stuff. But uh anyway, what do we what do we got next, Sean? We can talk about uh, college if we want
1: yeah let's go back to school here uh Saturdays have been busy we're, we're a few weeks now into the season or two two regular season weeks in uh we've seen some shake-up in the in the top ten uh, big big game this week that we'll get to but um, top two is the same Georgia and Michigan still one and two uh, but now we've got Florida State all the way up to three uh, Texas to four USC to five um, and Ohio State is now is dropped to six without losing a game so uh, just, oh, that's just because bad. of some impressive wins from some of these other teams up ahead of them, um, and then yeah, the big dropper is of course Alabama dropping to ten, uh, losing to Texas at, at home in a in, in seven a point favorites now. they were. Uh, so Texas is, it was definitely good they were they were highly rated, but it was Alabama. But now this is Alabama losing early in the in the season here. It's it seems like it's not the same anymore. Um, but I think it can quickly turn around for that school. But it's just they don't seem as uh, invincible anymore, um, you know. There's no there's no, no they de- they no haven't felt they haven't know.
0: felt invincible in a few a couple of years now.
1: Yeah. Ever since uh, James Williams tore his ACL, they were winning. I think at that point against Georgia, and you no, know, it's just it's not there anymore. It's the curse. Um, but yeah, one of the the mo- most notable things about the top 25 rankings is there are eight Pac-12 schools in the rankings. Eight, um, and it's. You know, a lot of <laughs> the last year of this conference, uh, kind of crazy. So, who's not in the in there is Stanford and Cal, who are uh, gonna go to the ACC. I think that did finally get settled, okay. Um, and then the two Arizona teams. So, I don't know what's going on with those guys in that state, but uh, everyone else in and the Arizona
0: hasn't been good at football for a while, yeah. And but yeah, those uh, yeah, good for them. You got, yeah, UCLA State at 24, Washington State at 23. Colorado at 18, which we should note because we haven't talked about any of this yet, that uh, yeah. Deion Sanders, 2-0. They beat TCU as 20-point underdogs on the road week one. And then last week, they go and they beat Nebraska at home. They're 2-0. His son has looked very good. Over 900 pass yards in two games with, I think, of six touchdowns, it said, or something, passing. Uh, they look good. So they're at 18 right now. Well, well I think I really do believe, because obviously you see now TCU's not even ranked. I think there, I think TCU was just overhyped. So I them being three touchdown favorites, I think, was just really—it was just wrong. I mean, that, there's no other way you can say it. I mean, it's early in the season. It's tough to say, but I really do believe TCU is just not that good. And I watched a lot of that Colorado-Nebraska game. Nebraska looked awful. There was twice where Nebraska's quarterback just dropped a, a shotgun snap. I mean, and he had turnover issues, I guess, when they lost week one to Minnesota— so, he's uh, got some issues. So, it'll be actually fun to see when Colorado actually plays, you know, real opponents, which is yeah. coming up.
1: Yeah. Will they win four conference games is really what's yeah. going to come down they're gonna, to. Yeah.
0: They're going to go against Oregon. They're going to go against SC. I
1: mean, it's... It's, it's, it's a tough conference. It's, yeah. Um, the other team we should talk about in the Pac-12, Utah's 2-0 and uh, without their quarterback. I don't know when he's going to come back, but they they escaped last week against Baylor. Um, and pretty won pretty convincing against Florida uh, in the opening game. But... Uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, they're the, they've are they won the Pac-12 two years in a row now. Um, and they look ready to do it again. I mean, USC is undefeated as well. But, you know, <laughs> USC, I think, still has the same problems. I don't think their defense is, is that good. But we're going to have a good slate of Pac-12 play here in its uh, final season. So, um, And no one can watch it because the Pac-12 network doesn't exist. It's not real. But it, it does exist only on, only on like, Canadian cable networks or something. I don't know. It's a, it's a, <laughs> A terrible shit show that they they killed the whole conference they killed bill walton without even knowing <laughs> it because they made such time. i would i i would love to hear what he actually he has
0: to say about stuff i, have, I don't
1: think who refused that'll that I, exists yeah he'll just yeah, be he calling the games <laughs> ucla here in tucson and it's like bill no they're they're playing Rutgers tonight no they're playing in tucson
0: <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it should be uh it's good to see it it's good to see it good uh but uh andy this news you got up here next i didn't even know
1: yeah, if you want to continue the trend of uh, people behaving badly, uh, <laughs> Michigan State coach Mel, Ty- Mel Tucker has been fired. Uh, very quickly, uh, it was the story came out two days ago in the morning that he, uh, you know, was inappropriate with some people and maybe he was harassing them. And then I was like, no, he's fired. And it was. They said this has been investigation for a while now and no one knew about it. And all there's gonna be all kinds of fallout from that because this is Michigan State. This is the university that employed uh the doctor. Larry Nasser. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or the not the doctor he was a Yeah, he was car- the doctor. Okay,
1: he was the doctor. Um, and for them to they knew about this for months and didn't do anything. It's like they should have done something immediately. Um, and they kind of sat on it. So um, the other thing is what the fuck like this is like a 50-year-old man, and he's like harassing women over the phone about shit. So I'm going
0: to be, I'm going to be honest with you right now. When you said Mel Tucker, I completely thought Mel Kiper. (laughs) So that's why I was like, Oh my God, like what, what happened here? But, uh, but still an an interesting story. Nonetheless, Uh, you're seeing this a lot with college coaches. They're just, they're having issues. Yeah. I think think
1: apparently they are. Yeah. There's a lot of like divorced dad energy from them. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, even if they're married or even
0: Weinstein energy from some, (laughs) but, uh, Well, you know what, though? Where there's there's better energy is the pro football coaches, right, Sean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... uh, I hope that doesn't come to bite you next week. Yeah, we'll see. Week one of the NFL was here. It was here. It came and went. And uh, just before we get into the games, it was an interesting week. I mean, there was a lot of... A big thing about it was there was a, a lot of the top, top teams, and we'll get into it, lost, and... For fantasy, it was difficult for some because, uh, there was a lot of good name players. A lot of the big quarterbacks didn't really perform well, but, uh, we will start with the first game of the season. The game that opened us off Thursday night football, the Kansas city chiefs at the Detroit lions, uh, we talked about this on the podcast. The opposite way. Detroit at Kansas City.
1: But yeah, yes, that, like, yes. yeah, yeah, you
0: fooled me. I up didn't there. I
1: didn't put him in the in home. Okay, order. So, yeah, I that, that, so. so I just gotta remember now. So
0: I was I was reading the teleprompter. Yeah, I'll read anything I'm on the sorry. teleprompter. I'm sorry. It was the Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs. As the Chiefs got their rings, they put their banner up that said world champions again, yada yada. Uh, Andy and I talked about this on uh, the NFL preview podcast where we gave a prediction, and at that time Kansas City was minus six. Andy said he liked him at minus six. I said I'd like Detroit at plus six. But there was big stuff that happened between from then and then when the game started, and that was star tight end Travis Kelsey hurt himself in practice two days before, missed the game, and uh, there was moments where you could tell Mahomes missed him. And uh, the Detroit Lions ended up winning that game 21-20. to 20.
1: Yeah, they also were missing Chris Jones, who has now signed his yep. contract. So their second and third best players were out. That's yeah. really tough to win any game like that. Um, and they, they only, and Detroit's only solid Detroit's yeah. favored
0: to win the division. I mean, it wasn't like they played a, a slouchy team. It's not like they played, you know, the Texans or something. I mean, they played a real team. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the issue with Kansas city, they don't have a ton of receiving talent and a lot of it is new or, you know, a couple of years in the system and, and just stuff like, I mean, Juju isn't great, but they lose him and it's like, well, it's fine. We still got like six other guys that are okay but like you take kelsey out of that i
0: I think their best receiver that night was actually the backup tight end i think he might have had like i mean i can't think of anyone else on the top of my head because uh i mean tony who's supposed to be their wide receiver one when healthy was just i mean you know he made some bad plays i mean he dropped a few balls one of them went right through his hands that led to a pick six so um yeah kansas city down 0 one to start the season which you know rare but uh I imagine they'll bounce back. We've seen this before. Where Kansas City has had slow starts a couple times, then you know they they get hot at the right time. Uh, the next game we got here, the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, we're skipping ahead to Monday night because yeah. this is this is really this, the most. This important. was the big
0: story, and this is probably the one we'll, we'll talk the most about. Like, but Andy and I actually watched this game together last night. The Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Big hype. It was you know we talked about it. It was the 9/11 game in New York. Uh, Aaron Rodgers debut, there's, you know, there's energy again in New York thinking like, hey, we might have a football team that can make a run. For those of you that listened to our NFL preview, I actually was very high on the Jets and said uh, that they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. 13 to 1 odds. I said, not bad value. I now don't feel that strongly because on the fourth play of the Jets possession, Aaron Rodgers ruptures his Achilles, tears his Achilles, like fully tears it off, like, He's out for the season. Uh, everything, the wind was, you know, inflated. You know, everything was, you know, inflate Like, you know, it was bad. It was, you know, you could tell the wind was out of everything. Like, it was, the stadium was quiet. Like, everybody was, we're fucked now. And then the Buffalo Bills, you know, they end up scoring. I think it was 13-3 Buffalo at halftime. Got to the point where I think it was like
1: 16-6. I think it has to be mentioned. Uh, I think or it was a Zach 13-6. Wilson. 6 Interception followed by um, a, a wonderful middle finger. Oh, yeah. From one of the fans fan. that was, we'll, we'll be out there forever. Just yeah. Great, great reaction. But it,
0: but yeah, but so it was 13-3 at the half. Jets come down. They get a field goal. It's 13-6. And then Jets score a touchdown to tie it in the, I don't know if it was the fourth or the third. Yeah. But, it, oh, it was the fourth because then that's when they got the fumble off the the uh, the kickoff after. A great catch by Wilson. Ties the game at thirteen. Like I said, on the kickoff, Jets get a fumble. They move the ball. They kick a field goal. They take a three point lead with about a minute forty to go. And you could tell the Buffalo Bills looked like they were playing for the overtime. Like they were. They were like, you know what? We're we got we like our chances against Zach Wilson. We'll, we'll play for overtime. And they ended up setting it up with a fifty yard field goal by Tyler Bass that hit the left upright, but made its way in. And that's when I'm sure Jets fans were like, "You got to be kidding me! Like maybe we're just absolutely cursed." Then you go into overtime. Buffalo Bills win the <clears throat> win the coin toss. They get the ball first. Three and out though, and then that's when the magic happened. Buffalo Bills punt the ball, picked up by uh, I don't even know the guy's name. The the Gibson? yeah, I think Gibson sounds right, but he's a, a, a the special. He's going to be their special team specialist, kickoffs and punt returns. Uh, he's got a good story because he was not a he was not a yeah, Xavier Gibson. He's, uh, he was, he's from like, like St. Like what? Like fuck it was. it's like one of those like funny schools that always, uh, does well in like the, the tournament, like F yeah. Stephen F Austin, one of those college teams that you'll see in, uh, the NBA that are in the a elite 14th seed. Yeah. And you'll, you're like, Oh my God. And I feel like they actually did something like that recently where they were like at least sweet 16. But, uh, yeah, Xavier Gibson, he's a wide receiver, only five foot, nine, 190 pounds. And he, uh, he got his moment. He made the team, and uh, he gets the punt return. Apparently, he got well known on a hard knocks because he's got this crazy story. I guess a lot of the odds against him, but he got his opportunity, and he runs the kickoff, the punt return back in overtime to win the game for the Jets. Uh, truly amazing, but uh, it's going to be tough for them. I mean, Zach Wilson. I mean, do you do you think Zach Wilson can lead this team to anything? Like, are you are you big on it at all? Like, do you think like maybe? He's gonna get some confidence because we did talk about that. He probably didn't play much of the first reps in practice, so it was yeah. kind of unfair that
1: he was the number two pick in the draft not that long ago. Yeah, what was that, 2019 or something? 2018? No, it was 2021. It 2021? was really yeah. recent. It's only his third year here. You have to think there to get drafted that high, you have some talent. He's been a huge bust. But could you can you be like the 28th best quarterback in the NFL? That's he's still a huge bust, but if you can get to there. That's that's what they need. They just need him not to be just brutally yeah, horrible I mean, like he's uh, been. So. The,
0: and the, the, how did he actually can we look really quick, see how actually how he did when he came in yesterday? Because I know they, you know, and again, like we said, it really was unfair to, like, judge him on this game because. But I mean, 14 of 21, 140 yards, a touchdown, an interception, you know, uh,
1: his touchdown was not his. Uh, don't give no, him any credit. It, was, it, no, a bad it throw. was a hell of a catch. <laughs>
0: But the, the ground game looked solid a little bit. I mean, Brees Hall, 10 carries, 127 yards. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 13 carries, 33 yards. So not that amazing there. But uh, three catches for 26 yards for Dalvin Cook. So they, but they've got a good two-headed uh, monster in the backfield. And then you've got Garrett Wilson, you know, Alan Lazard. So, uh, I mean, you know, there's definitely, if they can, I mean, hey, Trent Dilfer's won a, a Super Bowl. Rex Grossman's gotten to the Super Bowl uh, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers team. It's like if you can, if you can really be, you know, if you can really keep it going, ground game, and just do enough and have a strong defense. I mean, hey, crazier things have happened. That's all I'll say. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that was a hell of a Monday
1: Night Football opener. Yeah, and I think we do have to look at the other side of it too. Uh, Josh Allen was my MVP oh, pick. I picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl this year. He played like a dickhead, just just going all out, throwing. I, I'm
0: glad throwing you a ma- deep. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, like we said, Josh Allen did throw three interceptions. I don't know if you knew this, Andy, but uh, the guy that intercepted all three passes, Whitehead, he had a thing in his contract that if he got three interceptions all season, he would get a $250,000 bonus. He got that in week one. He should buy a gift for Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing I want to talk about, because I'm looking at the, we're looking at the stat sheet right now, Stefan Diggs, 10 catches off 13 targets. And Peyton Manning, we listened to the Peyton Manning, uh, Eli Manning uh, you know, uh station last night when watching the game, the telecast and uh, Peyton Manning made a good point. Stefan Diggs complained a lot in the, like, about like, he wants the ball more. He wants it more. And as former quarterbacks, they talked about how like that's pressure on the quarterback too, because you know, you want to get it to him because then if not, like if he's going to be mad and like, you know, if it just brings down energy in the team, in the clubhouse, the locker room. And uh, he talked about how maybe a couple of those interceptions were just forced passes to try to get it to your star that. Uh, you know, he might not might not have made because thirteen targets to him. I mean, that that was significantly more than the next sec than the next one, the next receiver. The next receiver was only at four. As James Cook, who's the running back, got six attempts. But you know, those are always the little dump offs and stuff. But uh, yeah. So uh, uh you never know that. I, it'll be interesting to see that looking forward if that actually becomes an issue because Josh Allen throwing three interceptions week one. I mean. That's not good. I mean, maybe come week twelve, if he's only got like four, that's not the big deal. But he's got to he's got to figure it out when it comes to that, because they were bad interceptions. A couple of them.
1: And he's uh, he has the most turnovers in the NFL uh, since the start of last season. Yeah, he has. I think it, it said seventeen interceptions and like twenty fumbles. So because uh, he fumbled, as he well did so fumble last night. So he yeah, had four turnovers last night.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, we'll move on now to the Andy's favorite team. We had the Miami yeah, the Dolphins game of the week. at the LA Chargers. Definitely the most exciting uh, scoring-wise game of the week.
1: Uh, yeah, rough rough game to watch at the end or to finish, but a, a great game to watch as it was happening, especially for any neutral fans because yeah, it was seven lean changes or something like that, uh, including right right at the end, uh, and then there should have been just one more. Just one more, and I would have huh. been happier. But so um, I'm not as miserable about this game. It definitely upset me, especially because I want to see the defense improve. They hired a defensive coach uh, two years ago, and it seems like they're not getting there on defense. Uh, but you just have to give credit to the offense in this case, and that's what the coach said. It's like it's, it's a unique team, and that Tyree Kill is maybe not the best receiver, maybe he is, but he's definitely the biggest matchup nightmare of any receiver. Just that his his speed. It uh, just throws you off and then the, they can throw other speedy players at you like Jalen Waddle and then open up for the guys underneath. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Dolphins had like 22 pass plays of 10 yards or more or 15 yards or more, something like that. Just an unreal number. Like the next highest team had like eight. Uh, that's just in in the Chargers, the way they play defense should not be allowing that they're, they're, they want you to go uh, underneath, but they were just finding exactly where to go and, uh, anticipating, you know, Tyreek is going to beat his guy. He put him in man. He's going to beat his guy, whether that's straight down the field or he's going to pretend and cut in, and he's going to get right in the middle of the field wide open. Uh, and, yeah, Miami moved the ball at will. Um, but, yeah, on the other side, the Chargers had a really efficient game plan on offense. Uh, they mixed some short passes in with just a really powerful running game, which Chargers haven't had in, in decades, it seems like. They've, they've really struggled to run the ball. But uh, their run game that game was one of the best of the last 20 years i saw like statistically that it was like 250 yards on the ground uh eckler had like 130 and the backup had like 80 and herbert had uh, a few scrambles and it was just a a really efficient offense i put up 34 points i think in 11 possessions that's That's going to win you the game like almost every time. Yeah. Uh, Just they ran into a better offense. And uh, I have to say, I I picked Miami to go to the playoffs. It seemed like a lot of people were out on them. Everyone thinks Tua's going to get hurt again. Yeah, they look good. If Tua doesn't get hurt, they're going to make the playoffs. Well, I'll
0: tell you what's even scarier is if there's still that chance uh, Taylor goes there. Because then you have more of a ground game. But I don't know. Maybe it'll mess up what they got going. Because I, I noticed, I mentioned this to you yesterday. Their offense could not be stopped when it was like an open field. Because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are just so fast that they they, they get away on their, from their defenders. And then they're running wild. But then when they got inside the goal line, inside the 10, uh, there was two turnovers, two, two a fumbled one. He also threw an interception in the end zone, which we did talk about because that player we think should have needed it. Would have gotten the ball at the 20 instead. They had the ball at like the four, the five. And then that did lead to a three and out, which gave the ball back to them, which ended up being the game winning touchdown. But uh, just more of a humor note here, Andy. Uh so I was watching this game at a, uh, a pizza place. Pizza place we've been to before, Out of the Park Pizza, where we've uh, uh, done trivia there. And there was a, a girl in there at the bar top that was there pretty much all day, but she wasn't there at the end of the Dolphins-Chargers game. Can you guess what jersey she was wearing? What? A Ray Finkel jersey. Okay. So we wanted okay. to yell so bad when they missed that extra point, like, yeah. laces out, Marino. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been honestly hilarious, especially if it would have cost them the game, but uh, unfortunately... Dolphins of did of course hold that on. kicker
1: is a Villa park high school
0: kid. Yeah. Jason Sanders. He was a yeah. very, uh, yeah. He, and he's a reliable kicker too. Like yeah, he he's, does he's not miss good. extra points. I would, he's definitely a top 10 kicker in my opinion, but, um, uh, yeah, well,
1: yeah, it, it's week one. You got to see how the rest oh, yeah, of the season no, plays it's, out. It's
0: too early to say um, anything. I mean, there's, you know, they were one of many very good teams that lost this week that, you know, I don't think you have to worry about now. If they start zero and six Andy, then maybe yeah. we worry. But, uh, Moving on to another L.A. team, a team that shares SoFi Stadium. We have the L.A. Rams, four-point underdogs at the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, Rams come out there and won. No Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's on the pup. He's out for the first four weeks. Uh, I've I've been one of those people that have said I'm not big on Seattle at all. I know they've got some good playmakers, but I just don't, especially now that Geno Smith got paid, I'm just not big on Seattle. And uh, I almost look like the Rams went out there to like tell people, like, hey, you know, Maybe we're not as, you know, we won the Super Bowl two years ago. Maybe we're, I'm still Matt Stafford. I'm going to get my star receiver back in a few weeks. Maybe we're not as bad as you think. And uh, next man up, Tutu Atwell, I believe had like 120 something yards.
1: And then a a fifth round rookie had 100 yards as well. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, Stafford found guys. It reminded me of, you know, Kurt Warner when it was like, he would throw to these guys. who you're like, who the hell are you? And it's like, hey, as long as you got hands. I'm, you're getting yards.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I called this. I said the Rams yeah. are, are going to be as bad as people think yeah, they are. I think you did say that. Uh, and they, they were awesome. So yeah, they looked good. Uh, and that's a very bad look for Seattle because Geno Smith was not good in the second half of last year, and he continued to not be good here. Uh, you'd expect more out of out of that offense. I know, like DK Metcalf had a really great touchdown. It's like oh, they have so much talent, but it just they, I don't, I don't, they had like one first down in the second half. It, just really, really bad. Yeah, and then uh.
0: Moving on to the next game here. We got the Las Vegas Raiders uh, were at the Denver Broncos. The debut of Sean Payton as the coach. And I believe he started the game off with an onside kick.
1: Yeah. And then it got like called back or something like that. I don't know what happened. There. Yeah.
0: But uh, anyway, that was a game that went back and forth and it ended up leading to a Las Vegas Raiders victory. I don't even, did they win by one. I don't even remember. The yeah, final. It was like so 17, 16, 17, 16, yeah. same
1: final as the opener in Denver last year. So Russell Wilson put up 16 in that first game. Huge disaster with Nate Hackett. Year two, 16 points. So that was the
0: funny thing watching this game is my buddy who's a big Raider fan that watched it with us. He was like, you know, Denver, they looked better though. Like blah, blah. And I'm like thinking to myself like, dude, this is what Denver did last year. Like people forget that Denver's defense was good last year. They they would lose games like this because they couldn't score points. I mean, 16 points is not a lot of points. You know, you're not going to win anything averaging 16 points a game. I mean... That was their problem last year. They couldn't even average like twenty points, but their defense would keep teams under twenty points, and it was like they were losing games like this seventeen sixteen. And so yeah, it looks like it's the same issues for now at least with yeah. Denver. But and uh, on the
1: other side, Jimmy Garoppolo has got a very good winning percentage. Yeah. He wins games. Yeah,
0: it's like uh, Tim Tebow. You just don't want to yeah. believe it. But I mean, like it's won. better than Tim
1: Tebow. But I get that. But I'm talking but about, yeah, about the winning just, aspect. Didn't he go four zero with the Patriots or something when he started? Yeah, for yeah no, them, he started and his, and his then,
0: career off like nine and zero. Yeah, five and zero with San Francisco. With the San Francisco yeah. so
1: uh very high winning percentage for that guy and you know 1-0 with uh, Las Vegas uh, and they're all alone in first place i don't think it'll last yeah long.
0: that's crazy that is crazy they are 1-0 but and everybody else is winning in, in denver one.
1: on the first game of the year that's impressive because you're not you're not ready for it and then you go to the mountain and um yeah. yeah this next game um i said <laughs> i'm not too sad about my team losing a close game uh, where do you stand on your team after so
0: week yeah one? this was the san francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers which are my fav- which is my favorite team. Uh so here's my thing. This is why I'm not <clears throat> I'm not totally down on it quite yet. I mean this was a massacre. What was it? What was it? 31-7 I think was the final something like that. I think that I, I take it more as if at least for now. I mean maybe I'll be wrong in a few weeks from now. Uh 30 to 7 final. I I look at it more as The Niners are just that good. I mean, this is the first full season now with McCaffrey, who had 22 carries, which is a lot of carries now in today's NFL. 152 yards, a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk was the the big receiver. Eight catches, 129 yards, two touchdowns. Debo, five for 55. Uh, I mean, the defense looked obviously very good. I mean, they had two interceptions. I feel like there was a fumble or two in there also. Like, the, the defense looked good. And the Steelers on their side, I actually forgot the Steelers got Allen Robinson now. But uh, I mean, so he was the, the leading target with eight targets, five catches, 64 yards. I know Deontay Johnson got hurt, so I don't, I don't even think he's supposed to play this week. George Pickens, my guy, seven targets, but only five catches for 36. Um, you, you just tell, like George Pickens' longest play was a nine-yard you know, he uh, reception. He just wasn't able to get downfield. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they didn't look good. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I, I look at it more as I think the 49ers are just that good. So that's what I'm telling myself. I mean, we got we do have to note Brock Purdy, he came back from injury. 19 of 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, three carries even for 20 yards, so he wasn't afraid to run the ball. Um <clears throat> yeah, the 49ers they they just looked really good. Uh so we'll see in the next coming weeks. The Steelers, I know play this Monday uh against the Cleveland Browns, so that'll be a good uh telling tale because we will transition into that right now as a uh, the Cleveland Browns hosted the Cincinnati Bengals and absolutely it made I thought like maybe we flashed back to like 10 years ago because Cincinnati Bengals looked awful. They lose 24 to 3. Uh Joe Burrow, I personally think he's he's hurting, he has to be. I mean, that was just an awful awful performance by him. He goes 14 of 31 for 82 yards. I I mean, where do you stand with that? I mean, I, I don't even know really what – I don't have much words for that.
1: Well, I guess this is uh, the time where all complain about fantasy football, which we're not going <laughs> to complain about fantasy football every week, but it was a good reminder week one <laughs> about like how it could be maddening. Uh, so Joe Burrow is the quarterback I picked, and despite that, like he had one of the worst quarterback games you can ever have, just giving you nothing. Um, yeah, 31 but I had, attempts for Yeah, I yards. had a number of guys where it's like the backup played way better than the guy I started. Um, cause yeah, Deshaun Watson was my backup. He had a rushing touchdown, just had a lot more points. Um, and I will tell you this, I, I didn't tell you this last night cause I didn't, wasn't even thinking about it. Um, despite <clears> all that, I was actually winning my matchup going into Monday Night Football and, uh, the other person had Josh Allen and it's like, oh, well, Josh Allen was expected to get around 20 points and I was up by like 21. Like, oh, this will be close. We'll see what happens. Um, but they also had one other player. Uh, going for them, and I had forgotten. So Josh Allen didn't have a good game; did not get to the twenty points. Um, but they had the Jets' defense, <laughs> so uh, and I lost by one point. So that punt return wow. <laughs> was the uh, deciding play in my week one fantasy. Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing is Joe Joe Burrow. Like you're drafting him not because he's gonna uh, be like uh, Justin Fields or something and put up crazy rushing numbers or something, but he's supposed to be reliable. Like that's what Joe Burrow will get you. Close to 300 yards, a couple touchdowns every week. That's what it seems like he's done for his career. To do this is it's like a mystery. And I know people, some people are high in Cleveland's defense. They were one of the worst defenses last year. Yeah. Um. So they're probably better. Miles Garrett's still one of the best players in, in the NFL. But this was not the Jets to me. Like to do this against what might be a good defense, but not like one of the, the top five. It's just it's kind of a mystery. Because everyone, everyone was healthy. If you said like, oh, well, Chase was out or something, or T. Higgins,
0: yeah. But uh, this is what makes me think somebody did know something because you see it right there. The the spread in this game was even. So the you know even Vegas wasn't well, like big people on. People are Bengals. high
1: on, on the Browns. This yeah,
0: year. no, they are. I, I think res- respectfully so. I mean, I think for now you got to we got to respect the Browns. I mean, that was a that was a good game. I mean, three points from Cleveland. I mean, from Cincinnati. Uh, but I will say that I I do believe Burrow is still hurting a little bit, and so I don't think that was a full you know, bro performance, but uh, moving on, continuing in that division, we had the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Houston Texans.
1: Uh, this was, a, I just want to note the Browns are two and a half point favorites on the road against Pittsburgh. So that's where Vegas is seeing them now.
0: Yeah. I and mean, then that makes sense too. I mean, if this score was reversed and you know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh was close with San Francisco, it'd probably be reversed, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, rightfully so. Cause at the end of the day, you know, you want action on both sides. You can't make honestly, even if though they're at home, you can't make Steelers a favorite after they lose to San Francisco by twenty plus, and sent, and they do what they did to Joe Burrow and company. But uh, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Houston Texans, they beat them twenty five to nine, which is your typical Ravens score. I feel like, but the the big news here, J.K. Dobbins again already loses his season, also a, a, a an Achilles injury, tore his Achilles. He's out for the year. A big bummer, you know, because this guy's been battling injuries pretty much at what seems like his whole career uh, in the NFL. Um, You know, but they still ran the ball well after that. I mean, uh, Justice Hill, I believe, had a couple touchdowns. Uh, Lamar Jackson only ran the ball six times, though, for 38 yards. So,
1: you know, it looks like they were a little cautious there. It was a very impressive performance by Baltimore. No, um, it was not. Going against a rookie quarterback, I think it just kind of took care of business there. But, yeah, Yeah. the, the real story of the game was not just that injury, but they had other injuries as well to Ronnie Stanley. Uh their center got hurt. Uh Marcus Williams, their safety got hurt. Uh Baltimore's just been kinda cursed on injuries for yeah. years now. Key and players too always, it seems like. It seems like curses aren't real. What what is going wrong? <laughs> is there something they're they're doing wrong there? Um she said, yeah, with with the Dobbins it's been multiple injuries like that. So um and I think there's something about Marcus Williams never missed a game in like the four years he played with the Saints, and since he's gotten to the Ravens, he's missed 12 games or something in two seasons so i don't know yeah um, but they're they're one of the teams that will be competing in the afc so I don't know. no i de- want to know they got a head start
0: yeah definitely and they actually uh when do they play next i feel is that this thursday they play
1: now, this Thursday is Philly and the Eagles, so they'll okay. be playing in Oh, the Bengals. Cincinnati. So
0: that'll actually be kind of an interesting uh, test to see, because uh, it's in Cincinnati, who are currently yeah, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Cincinnati
1: three-and-a-half-point favorites. That's Vegas saying they think Cincinnati's better than Baltimore, straight up, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, they're saying they're, yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're saying this would basically be an even game if it was a neutral field. So they're basically saying these teams are about even. They usually give about three points for home field. So uh really if you break it down it's they they're saying these teams are pretty much even. But um moving on we've got a uh, Green Bay who was in Chicago. Jordan Love's uh you know he's the new guy there. No more Aaron Rodgers first game without uh, Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love looked pretty good. 245 pass yards,
1: three touchdowns. The Packers they they moved it well. The 38-20 final over the Bears. Yeah. This is depressing for the Bears. that this was. Yeah. I don't know if the Bears fans were thinking this was going to be a Super Bowl season, but they were really excited about, okay, we got a good receiver now for, for what's his name, Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, and this will be year three. He'll turn it around. Uh, and, you know, we can't beat the Packers, but Aaron Rodgers is gone. Aaron Rodgers was there for 20 years. Now he's gone. To get blown out at home against the guy following Aaron Rodgers, it's, he's got to be depressing. Like, you just got to think, are we ever going to be better than this team? And no, probably not. Sorry. Packers are just inevitable. They they keep winning. So yeah, um, and I, it'll, I think it'll I,
0: be interesting to see when they actually play like Detroit and Minnesota, though. Yeah, but, because Bears seem to be like the actual the they they are especially after this game. I think this game was the game that was going to decide who do we think is the worst team in this division. And uh, as of right now, I would say it's the Bears.
1: Remember, I picked uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit to
0: make. Yeah, play, you so. you were big on Green Bay, so. I didn't, so far, put, so I didn't put
1: Minnesota on this list of teams to talk about, but that should be mentioned that they did lose at home to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, uh, we should. Pretty bad loss. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins had three turnovers in yeah, the red zone. Yeah, two I interceptions,
0: think, what... one fumble. I mean, I'm sorry, vice versa. One interception, two fumbles. And, uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson, you know, had his, you know, had a pretty good game, it seemed like, but, uh, yeah, the losing to Baker Mayfield. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, the next game we got here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. Uh, It was a 25-20 victory for the Eagles, but the Patriots had a chance. They had the ball, I think, like inside the 25 at least with uh, less than a minute to go and uh, they were not able to do it. Uh, One of the big stories there was actually off the field that Tom Brady was there in the owner's box wearing his old Tom Brady number 12 Patriots jersey even ran on the field, got everybody hyped up how quickly they forgive. (laughs) And um, yeah, that was... uh, Pretty much that. I think the takeaway from that would be that at the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts, I mean, they didn't look too good, but you still got to, you got to always respect the Patriots at home. Bill Belichick, you know, great coach. Patriots have, you know, have had a, you know, respectable defense over the last few years. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that game. And then the final game we got here was the Sunday night massacre. Uh, the Dallas um, Cowboys were at the New York football Giants. Uh, it looked good early for the Giants. The Giants, I don't know if you watched the game, but the first drive... They drove it down. They looked good. It was like third and short at like the <clears throat> 15 or so. And then it was a bad snap, lost about 10, 15, or lost about like 15 yards, 20 yards. So they had to kick a field goal, like 40 something yard field goal, which was blocked, taken to the house. And it was just never good after that. A yeah. 40 to zero victory so for I the I Dallas the Cowboys. Game on,
1: and it was nine nothing. I was like, oh, nine nothing already. And as I was saying that, the ball gets tipped in the air. Cowboys pick it off, and I'm like, "Well, sixteen nothing. All right. Well, I don't have to watch this game anymore." And, yeah. Um, now mm-hmm. that being said, sixteen nothing isn't insurmountable. Especially seen, in the first quarter, I've seen teams blow <laughs> twenty seven point leads before, right? <laughs> so it's, you could see. It Can you tell
0: right? us about when you saw that happen?
1: <laughs> uh, but I felt pretty secure secure with that one because Dallas they have the best defense. That's that's.
0: I think so too. They and really it was do. going into
1: the season. Everyone's like everyone was saying, they, and they had the don't best defense, and they showed it.
0: Yeah, Parsons, like, Diggs, bring other guys, bringing
1: in Gilmore there as the second corner, who like kind of had a nice season coming back. Uh, that that was a good good pick. Dallas
0: defense was one of, if not like, the highest scoring thing for people's fantasy teams this week. Yeah, uh, we we play in a league that is very unique and has crazy stat scores, but the guy in our league that had them. 90 points, which is absurd, but then I'm also in a, or a buddy of mine's in a standard league, PPR standard league, and the Cowboys got 37 points. So that was basically about where the Cowboys were at. You know, you get, you get extra points too, for shutouts too, because you don't see shutouts too often. Even, even teams like Houston and, uh, you know, that Cardinals can find ways to put points on the board, but uh, that was bad. And Daniel Jones did just get paid big money. Uh, And that's the first game that they see. And if he continues to do stuff like that, he's going to start hearing the Boo Birds, especially in New York. And uh, you made a good point last night, Andy. New York fans are already mad because of how the Mets and Yankees have done this year in baseball. Two teams that were also supposed to do well. But uh, good week one. Uh, Anything, any matchups you're excited for week two? Anything to keep an eye on?
1: I mean, I don't love the Thursday night game because yeah, we got that game Monday night last year on his blowout.
0: Yeah, and uh, and we all—it it is the thing, too, that Kirk Cousins does not do well in primetime, and that's why the Eagles are favored by seven. Uh, I'm trying to, like, see here, like, really quickly. I mean, Jaguars-Chiefs, I think, could have potential.
1: Dolphins-Patriots Sunday night, so that's defense versus offense. See if Tua can do it against a, and it's a better the defense. I'll admit that Patriots are Jets-Cowboys
0: versus. would have been really good to see. I You know, I almost feel like they already flexed that. Like, that should have been a Sunday night game.
1: Uh, and then you have two weird Monday night games, Saints-Panthers and then Brown Steelers. That's a little better. Uh, yeah, it's cause... better than Saints-Panthers.
0: Yeah. Also, what's weird is those games are only an hour apart, so they will be on at the same time. Right, yeah. One's on ESPN, ESPN2, one's on ABC. Very, very interesting, but uh, yeah.
1: And I, I, I want to see Bills-Raiders. I want to see if the Bills can bounce back.
0: I think they will. Nine and a half point favorites. I think they, they got to take their pain out on somebody, and I think... I think it'll be the Raiders. I think that's a perfect team for them to go out there and beat like 34 to like, you know, 17 or something. I would definitely lean that the Bills will uh, will win that game and cover the nine and a half spread. I think they win that game by double digits. I'm just not big on the Raiders. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's uh, anything else to add or is that going to wrap us up? No, we're going to get in under an hour here. Yeah, we are. And we are going to get into some entertainment. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to episode 341 of the Toy Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and you joined with me at Offroad Andy.
1: Uh, yes, thank you.
0: And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later.